All righty, we've got the preview coming up for Airport Adelaide Boys hosting Collingwood at Marvel Stadium tomorrow night, 6.40 p.m. local time, uh, 7.10 p.m. in Victoria. Uh, yeah, we're hosting Collingwood at Marvel Stadium. That is just um, the new normal as we've uh, gotten used to the cliche over the last 18 months or whatever, however so long it has been with this whole COVID situation. And certainly um, I've said a few times this year as um, I've gone into previews or reviews um, with the underlying issues of COVID impacting AFL, I've said the line, you know, COVID rearing its ugly head or something along those lines. And um, it's, yeah, certainly this week it has in a way that uh, hasn't affected South Australia um, as seriously like this uh, since really probably the first um, the first one back in March last year. Uh, you know, we had the parafield cluster, as it was called, in um, in uh, November last year, but that one was kind of, uh, uh, well, you know, and the Woodville Pizza Bar stuff, it was kind of, um, once they worked out what had actually happened, it wasn't as bad as feared, and we got out of the lockdown actually, um, you know, early because of the, um, mis- well, um, Unfortunately, a bloke um, who was worried about his job status being that he was here on international, um, he um, somewhat told a little lie to the contact traces, which um, that's a whole other issue about him being nervous about um, what would happen to him rather than uh, you know just being honest, which um, I, I have some sympathies with that, um, with how things work in that sense. But um, yeah, no, it's, um, that one, you know, doesn't feel as bad in retrospect, whereas this one, I guess the issue... With this one um, in Adelaide, um, for those not in Adelaide and uh, maybe not keeping up with it as well, it's really, it's you know, it's come out of um, a returning bloke out of, who did his quarantine correctly and all that stuff, but he's caught it in a hospital and, and he probably should have been directed to quarantine when he got back from um, Sydney, but uh, uh, it just wasn't the direction at the time. So, you know, he maybe should have anyway, but, you know, we're not, I'm not laying blame anywhere. It's just, it's a worldwide pandemic, um, unfortunately. Um, it just happens, but... Um, yeah, he uh, it just it blown out of he he had it, then it went to his daughter, I, th- I believe, and then a third close contact got it, and you know at that point I think when it was two or three, we just went to tighter, um, incredibly tight restrictions, but um, we were still able to move around fairly well. There's just a lot of businesses closed at that point, which is already you know you're somewhat in a lockdown when you can't open your business, and my family business was personally affected in that way. We just couldn't open, so um, but uh, I think that the trigger point for this one was the fact that um someone uh, caught it um, who was completely unknown to them at a restaurant. And I think that's a trigger point that happened in with a misunderstanding one back in November was they thought it was very contagious because it was just caught from a pizza box. Now, it wasn't actually what happened there. But this one, I think this one is what they feared back in November is that it is just so highly contagious with this Delta strain or whatever it is um, that they felt the need to lock down. And look, the lockdowns are tough and there is a lot of reasons that um, a lot of legitimate reasons people are against them and get really annoyed with them. You know, I'm, I, I for one look at the situations around the world and see the amount of people that have passed away overseas when this thing got really out of control and, and, you know, it's a rock and a hard place thing. Um, lockdowns are tough and it's um, certainly tough on businesses and the business I, I help, you know, is certainly going to, is going to need, um, is going to struggle with this kind of stuff happening, but we also understand the reasoning for it. And we just go, well, look, everyone's in the same boat. And as long as there is the support, whether it be state or federal support, um, you know, last year with JobKeeper around the country was really helpful. Um, and this this year, I think, was disaster payments, basically, for if you get caught up in it. So I think, you know, us as, as workers um, next week will be able to start claiming at least, I think, $600 a week if you're a certain amount of hours or 375 whatever. And then businesses, there is a some kind of 
uh, state fund for businesses to get a cash, an emergency cash grant as well. So there is things being done. It's still not enough. And certainly it's the it's the downtime and then like having to restart back up again as all, all those things are annoying. But um, the hard thing is it would be, you know, hopefully, and what SA has done, which I do commend, is just made the decision to lock down straight away um, rather than, uh, unfortunately, in Sydney, um, you know, it was... They kind of staged their way to a lockdown when it was getting a lot more out of control, and unfortunately, it's um, you know Sydney. You know, I feel for them as well, and everyone in lockdown over there. I'm thinking of them, and but uh, I look. I just don't. Just as far as the tactic to doing it, I, I have to hope that SA have gotten on top of it. The cases haven't exploded by any means. I think there's 14 currently, and um, I'm sure that feels sounds wild to some people in overseas countries that. You know, we're getting you know tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands a day, or whatever it was. Um, I'm sure it sounds wild to hear that there's only we locked down a state for 14 cases, but such is the high standards, I guess, that our country has taken to, um, and certainly New Zealand have been a, a model job to it as well. You know, just getting on top of it before it gets out of hand um, due to the public health. Because you know, I do understand that the idea behind it is that if you you know, people say, oh, only a certain amount of people die. And it's like, well, you know, if you take that percentage out of the world population, it's still a decent amount of people. Probably shouldn't be that callous about it. But, uh, uh, you know, thinking about it that way, because what if it's your, you know, if you could just do it statistically and say, well, you're one of the ones that's got to die. Unfortunately, you wouldn't be thinking the same way. So it's, um, I do, and I do feel for it. And you know, I've heard from friends that work in the medical sector in the US of how horrible it's been for them working in that. And, you know, people talk about the mental health effects of a lockdown. Um, there is that, and we've certainly got to be capable of dealing with that as well and understand that is a factor of lockdowns. But then um, I certainly uh, would, wouldn't want the mental health effects of someone uh, someone who works in the medical field, you know, working 12-hour days, but completely exhausted and just having to um, watch people die from the disease as well. So, you know, there's a lot of factors back and forth with it, but the, the ultimate thing is that hopefully... Um, we are doing the right thing and it's getting on top of it before it becomes a real issue and before it um, takes any lives and that's what the most important thing is but um, yeah it's been a, yeah, a wild a wild week really um, you know going into Sunday night like I said in the review for a St Kilda game going into Sunday night it wasn't even a thing here I think it was 2.30am Monday morning that uh, the case was detected first so um, and by 36 hours later we were in lockdown which is um, nuts I think 36 hours later maybe a little bit more than that but yeah less than two days later we we're in lockdown and that's um just wild really and uh that's where we are so this is um coming i'm recording this preview um for the collingwood game at 11 24 p.m on this um thursday night and uh yeah we're just coming into the, the end of our second day of lockdown um second day of hopefully just seven days but um let's we'll see i guess we'll see how the cases go over the next couple of days as to whether it's extended or not, we certainly knock on wood, as we always do on this podcast, and hope it's not. Um, hope it is just the seven days, and then we can start rolling back out um, um, to living a little bit more again. But um, certainly, enjoy, uh, you know, it's not. You've got to make the best of this the situation, and um, you know, it's been nice um, having the better half of the creed back. Um, like I said on the review for the last, the St Kilda game um, last year, the entire of twenty entirety of twenty twenty, we were actually. Um, kept apart by covid with her um stuck in the u.s and myself here and um there's a lot of a lot of facetime a lot of um thankfully got a <laughs> thankfully got a nice nice reliable internet and um plenty of gigs on that one so um a lot of facetime and watching movies together and make making sure we press play at the same time and all that stuff so it's 
it is nice this lockdown to at least have her physically here and um, playing playing a bit of trouble. She's kicking my ass at my ass with that all the time and uh, watching some movies and and starting to watch some Olympics as well. It's uh it's been um it's been uh, you know I know the Olympics doesn't officially start till tomorrow as far as ceremonies go, but they're already getting started with the um, soccer and whatnot and uh, softball as well. And um, yeah, we watched. Uh, Matildas win last night, and then uh, today um, the uh, Mexican under twenty three men's team had a nice win um, against France, and then the Oli Ruse um, shocked the footy world, football world, the roundball world with um, a big two 0 win over Argentina just um, a couple of hours ago, which was really fun and good to watch. So we've watched a lot of a bit of Olympics and even some Portland Timbers MLS today, who had another a last minute win against the LAFC. So. A lot of good wins for um, our teams here in the household, which just gave us a just put us in a buoyant mood today, and um, been good good fun to just hang out and watch those. And you know, it, the thing is, you don't want to be in lockdown, but you got to make the best of a bad situation. We're just enjoying the downtime. We can't do anything else. That's all you can do. You can sit there and wallow and and worry, um, and certainly, you know, I worry about you know I've got to next week go apply for these, you know the the uh the payments the disaster payments to keep some money coming into the account since I can't work but um you know that's stuff that I just have to deal with and I will deal with it as everyone else will deal with it and um certainly um hope that everyone else is finding their ways to make the best of a best of a bad situation and just enjoy you know if you're at home with the family enjoy the time because you know sometimes when you're in the midst of work and stuff like that you sometimes don't get enough time with family and whatever and uh it's just you know you just got to make the best of it so um we're enjoying what we can do, and um, we went for a walk in the rain this morning. I was telling the missus it was the better half of the creed that it was fucking freezing as we were walking because I put shorts on to go out and walk as I do um, when it's you know some slightly brisker walk, trying to get the heart rate just going a little bit without um, killing myself with a run or anything. But um, I was saying it's fucking cold, and the knees were literally felt like ice. And then you know later today they're like, oh, it's the coldest day in Adelaide for thirty two years, and I was like, fucking told you. Um, so and it was raining at the time. Like we were prepared for that. Throw the beanie on. Had the big, thick um, port jacket I usually wear the games on as well, and that was good. So um, got a little bit of a walk in and um, enjoyed some enjoyed some sports today. And now we're um, ten minutes into the preview. I finally start talking about some sports that's happening tomorrow. Um, but yeah, uh, yeah. Um, I guess we're all going to be watching the port game on TV tomorrow, which it does suck. That's um, I guess the first thing to talk about with this preview is um. You know, this time last week, um, we by this time last week, I think we, we had uh, the fixture guaranteed for this week. We knew we were getting a Friday night game against Collingwood, and we were all fucking pumped. It was, um, you know, we were stoked that uh, we're going to, you know, both 300 was, um, I, we didn't, I, personally from the creed, we, I didn't want to tweet anything about both 300 until he got through the St. Kilda game. So I think it's, you know, after the St. Kilda game, you know, late late Saturday afternoon, it was, okay, I can tweet about it. He's fine. He got through the game, um, knock on wood. There's no niggling injuries that we didn't pick up on. He actually looked quite, like I said in the review of the St. Kilda game, he looked quite good. Um, he looked um, free and moving, and he was um, had a bit of speed and burst about him um, a few times in that uh, St. Kilda game, which was really good. And um, all signs are pointing after that that both 300 is going to be, oh, excuse me, sorry, having a pyro life here. Um, <laughs> I could edit that out, but hey, let's be real here and um, be real and genuine and then you can get to know me real well with my uh, beer burps. Um, but uh, yeah, no, it was, it was, you know, we were all just getting pumped and excited and um, and it was just the, the prospect of Adelaide Oval on a Friday night, a Friday night at game against Collingwood, which is incredible. Um, you know, Collingwood Friday night game, you know, and you know, the fixturing is certainly dictating it a little bit that um, 
they want to get some primetime games for foot and while everything else is going on and um and but it makes sense you know both 300 and then collingwood you know just being that they fucking collingwood get um primetime games a bit even when they're shit and um yeah, it was, and certainly with probably even I'm sure Channel Seven. Um, think about it from the, the there's some, you know, prison bar stuff. I'm sure is in the background for um, the media guys. We're not. I'm not thinking about it too much apart from just it's just fun to throw the. I would have thrown the prison bars on for the game certainly. Um, just for the the banter with it and make um Eddie who's watching um make his head blow off again. But um beyond that, um it was just nice to have a Friday night game, prime time game against uh, Collingwood and. The perfect stage for Boke 300 to take place and celebrate him and um, get to the game and have a big crowd just show, show what it means to him. But unfortunately, um, it is not to be. Um, I will. We're doing the preview now. Um, I'm going to do... I was thinking about doing the preview and then a bit of talking about Boke, his career and, and my just love for the bloke um, in the, in this podcast. But I think I'm going to do that as a separate one. It'll probably only be about 15, 20 minutes long anyway. Um, but I might do that as a separate one just to keep that as like its own thing. He deserves that. Um, but yeah, so we were all excited about that. And then obviously this week has just sent um, the fell into absolute disarray and, and really just hanging on by a thread to keep the game going with um, three states currently in lockdown um, is a tenuous position to be in. But um, amazingly, uh, beyond you know because victoria are probably a little bit more um the victorian health with how they're handling it and probably just with the stakes that um unfortunately with the afl vfl being based in um in melbourne um they their political maneuverings with how they deal with um sports versus the politics and the lockdown and um, the health departments probably works excuse a bit more in favor of trying to um appease the AFL maybe um, I, I have no inside knowledge of it or whatever it's just my way of thinking that they probably just are a bit work with them a little bit more due to the fact they've got so much um, there's so many teams there and and, and maybe it's just the, the way they, they, they're um, you know politics just how they're dealing with it is just different to us uh, here in South Australia there was just no way the game Adelaide and Port were going to be able to even train let alone play a game here with the current lockdown um, whereas Victoria is um making it work with having games there despite the lockdown. So that's why we're there. And um, we're going to be playing at Marvel Stadium tomorrow night. Um, so, yeah, it's um, wild. And the, even the it, when that the lockdown stuff was starting to get announced, you know, it was Port and Crows are packing up. They're heading to the airport now. And then suddenly it was they got turned around and sent back. And for a couple of hours it was, oh, maybe we're going to get a showdown this weekend. And then they fly out, uh, move the showdown up a couple of weeks, move these games back, juggle it around, make it work. Um uh, I don't know how real and close that got. It seemed like there's a few prominent media people talking about it. Um, apparently, I heard one one thing said that Adelaide weren't too keen on it. I don't know why. Um, possibly just they maybe want to <laughs> want to know with a, a more than a week's notice of when they're going to come up against Port to try and figure out a way to beat us. Um, that's not being um, being conceded or anything. It's just the fact is. Um, Probably Port uh, Crows are fumbling away a little bit at the moment, and Port with the, the trio we've got coming back, which I'll talk about. Um, I'm probably worried about how that would go with just a short notice on how that game. But um, yeah, either way, apparently all that stuff went through, and then it was just suddenly that late that night that it was back on that Port and Crows were getting out of dodge and heading to Melbourne. So yeah, for us that means um, after all that to and froing on that day, that Port finally got out of the state, um, told to pack for fuck knows how long i think and we'll just keep the season going however we need to be however it needs to happen so 
yeah, um, after all that this week and COVID and lockdowns and cases and um, us suddenly not being able to leave our house apart from for getting essential items and, you know, two and a half kilometre radiuses for um, exercise and 16 minutes into a preview podcast, we can finally talk about the fucking game. Alrighty, so I'll talk about Collingwood first. Um, as I take a, just a sip, I've got a, the Pirate Life Mosaic, which, uh, by the way, sh- the short story before... I, fuck, I'll get to the preview eventually. Um, what is amazing about how all this stuff went down this week with um, lockdowns and all this shit. Uh, I had a day off on Monday, um, which Monday morning was when there was whispers about stuff. But we, it wasn't really... I I saw that it was possibly a case, but often when you see those little reports, um, even last week uh, or two weeks ago, we thought we were going into lockdown and that was nothing. I just don't... I try not to... I, there's so much shit that gets talked in Twitter and media and then certainly a few weeks ago when um, people were reporting that the state was going into lockdown and then it didn't. Um, I just I just got to the point uh, these days, I'll, I'll look at it and then keep just keep it in the back of my mind to check the news later. Um, but beyond that, I'm just like, I'm just going to just do, like, man, the better half. We went, um, we had a relaxing morning on Monday morning and then got up and decided we go to... She was craving a, a Costco hot dog, so and we've got a Costco. Man, we needed a few things, so we thought, ah, fuck it, we'll go to Costco. Um, so we bought um, a big. We were down on toilet paper, so we just bought a pack of toilet paper at Costco, bunch of less snacks, fucking one and a half kilos of pistachios, just all the shit you do when you walk in Costco. Like, yeah, I love pistachios. I throw that in the cart. Throw that in the cart. You know, eight liters of almond milk for an espresso machine. Um, like just all this stuff that we just are going to go through anyway, and we're just like, ah, oh, we're at Costco. We don't only come down every couple of months. We we'll grab grab a few things, and um, you know, not everything we need, but just you know, we got got enough that when and then we're, oh, like we're standing in line, like I've we've paid for the Costco stuff, and I look at my phone, and there's talk about. Um, I'm seeing you know Port Adelaide Twitter talk about don't fucking ruin Boke 300 with this shit, and I'm like, oh okay, so this might be something happening, huh? Still didn't think much of it. We. Got out of um, Costco, loaded up, you know, with the stuff loaded up in the back. We went to the port store, just um, well, just stopped by, had a look what was there. I was kind of half checking to see if the Boke 300 stuff was in there. It wasn't. Um, I think it was coming in later in the week, I heard one of them say, which we can't, we, I've ordered it online now anyway because it's the only option I had. You know, we did that. Stopped the Pirate Life. This is where, where I got the mosaic that I'm drinking now and had a beer. I had a couple of beers there and just enjoyed it. It was a quiet afternoon on Monday at Pirate Life in Port Adelaide and you know, I had a couple of beers and just did, enjoyed the ambience and just not with any thought to what was coming because I think when we were having a beer at Pirate Life, it was about 2.33 in the afternoon. Jumped in the car, jumped on the Northern Expressway and the connector and drove back to the Barossa and um, walked into the house about 10 past four and just saw my phone. There was a notification that SA COVID update from five minutes ago. I was like, okay, they're doing COVID update in the afternoon. That's probably not a good thing. And that's when we see that, yeah, we're, they're announcing level four restrictions, which is like one level below lockdown. So, ah, fuck. All right. So, so shit's going down. Um, so, which is completely fortuitous timing that we went down to Costco just on a day off and grabbed some stuff. And I was like, well, I just looked at the better half and went, well, at least we got toilet paper before the fucking panic buying starts. Because um, it's ridiculous that we haven't, that seems people haven't learnt that you don't need to panic buy. Because I'm going to the shop tomorrow morning. We're in lockdown, but we're allowed to do that. Just going to get up and go at about eight o'clock when it's a bit quiet. Um, just be grab a few things that we need. I don't didn't need to go the other day. It's weird. Anyway, people still panic by because humans, I guess. Um, but yeah, it was just a funny part of the day, a part of the week that we just did a Costa trip on the one day before we were going into lockdown without even not. And then take wicked happened. We had no idea lockdown was coming at the point time we went to Costco, but 
Just um, incredible timing. It's nice when life works out for you occasionally. I, sh- I The only thing is I should have bought more. For, I should have brought a couple of cartons of beer from Pirate Life instead of a couple of four-packs. So I, I was grabbing a couple of four-packs of take, like my couple of beers I like, just to have a few because, um, you know, I don't usually wouldn't be sitting at home drinking too many beers. Usually a four-pack will last me a couple of weeks because so I just have a couple. But then the four-pack of stout I drank the other night in a, in a, in a one sitting because it was the first night of lockdown. I was like, well, fuck it, I'll drink all these stouts. Had a terrible hangover yesterday. Um just from four stouts because I was incredibly tired as well. Um, probably because I set up to 4 a.m. and then my body clock still had me up at 8, which is terrible. But anyway, um, yeah, well, just a wild week. Oh, it's 20 minutes in and now I'm going to start fucking talking about it. Yeah, I've got Pirate Life here to go, um, Mosaic, and it's a nice beer and I'm enjoying it. And I'm going to talk about Collingwood while I'm drinking this beer. Fuck yeah. Uh, all right, so Collingwood, um, they've got a couple of debutantes coming in this week. I think they're eighth and ninth debutantes for the year. Which kind of shows where Collingwood are at this year, um, but you know they've had some good signs from some of the youngsters, and certainly we had an incredibly tough game against them last time out at the MCG. Um, it is interesting that we chose Marvel for the night. I do. There were some people talking about um, the choice of Marvel versus the MCG, and some people were saying, "Well, you should choose the MCG for every chance to play on it because it's the." Um, well, usually it's the dead-on grand final location. Um, the last couple of years, we say likely grand final location pending COVID. Um, but um, it is it, Port. Uh, they said we and we suit Marvel, I guess, better maybe. Um, and I don't think that's uh, it's a cop out to say that they're not they're worried about the MCG. But it's probably just um, Collingwood home ground is the MCG, and particularly with um, I think there was someone did I can't remember who on Twitter did it, but someone. That I think follows us possibly I can't remember but someone did say I don't know if they listened um, posted the weather forecast and it showed possible rain wind stuff like that so it's actually a good probably for like if you're not exactly sure what the weather's doing pick pick a closed roof at Marvel easy done um, you know at least you know not that it helped the kicking in skills too much last week against St Kilda but hell it, it's it's just it, it play it it just at least it makes it um the onus on yourselves to do the do the winning of the game you can't sit there and blame the wind and whatever or, or whatever else not that we ever would but those factors would come into it but now it's just a, it's a closed roof i think at marvel tomorrow night we'll uh we it's um all on us to get the job done and certainly collingwood while they uh, probably they've played plenty of footy marvel they're um they'd probably prefer to be on the mcg um, though the MCG and an M- and M- the MCG, who knows? But um, yeah, anyway, they've got a couple of debutants coming in. Um, a lot of things have changed since we. Um, I'll get to debutants in a second. A lot of things have changed since we played Collingwood last time. Obviously, Bucks was coach at the time. He's out. Harvey's in. Um, they're an un- they're such an unknown entity for me at the moment. I don't know how what to think of them because, you know, they had um, they had some incredible wins. Um, right leading up to Bucks um, taking off. Um, certainly, they, they ran it close against us. And then they had a pretty terrible uh, Collingwood Geelong game the week after we played them last time out. It was pretty fucking horrible um, all over the place. But in the end, they didn't lose by a whole lot to um, a Geelong team that, um, you know, one of the fancies for the Premiership at this point of the season um, because no one at who – who the fuck knows who the fancy for the Premiership at the times. But Geelong's certainly up there and leading the table at the moment, I believe. Uh, and then they, um, the next week, they come to Adelaide Oval, beat, beat Adelaide. And then uh, the week after, when we know Bucks is on the way out um, in his last match, he coaches them to a famous win against Melbourne, who at the time I think was only their second loss. So it's they kind of got themselves up for a couple of games in the, at the end of Bucks' tenure. And then they, they kind of they lost to Freo and then had a pretty 
pretty horrible loss to St Kilda. They actually came back to only lose by nine points, but they were forty. I think it was seven goals down at one point, and really it's just St Kilda doing their switch off thing. They've done a few times this year. Um, but then they came out and beat Richmond the next week, which Richmond, who the fuck knows where they're at at the moment. Um, and then they lose pretty um, after having the comfortable lead, um, get absolutely swamped by Carlton last week. So I just don't know with this team because they've got a lot of good young talent, um, this Collingwood team. Um, they have shown in patches this year at different times that they can play good footy. And um and it's Collingwood. Yeah, I just they're they're one of those teams that no matter where they are on the ladder, and it's kind of it's not that I treat them the same as Adelaide as far as you know that showdown nerves, but it is Collingwood, and you just and certainly with the team, some of the players they've got, some of the veterans they've got. Um, Chris Main I think is out this week, um, so that's one that won't be playing. But you know the likes of Pendles and and Sidebottom uh, are still just incredible players, even in their at their advanced years as far as um their playing ability goes. They're still a good player, you know Jordan Goey's in there, and uh, and Jamie Elliott. There's a lot of guys in that team, um, you know, veteran kind of guys. And Taylor Adams as well, and then the young core they've got coming through. You know, the likes of um, the likes of uh, Bianco and and you know the the your, your Russ goes, and it's just there's a lot of there's a lot of there's a mix there that when they get it together they they've got the, they they can be tough to beat and um and certainly have got some good wins in the last month and a half but then they've they've been incredibly shit as well and so I'm probably more confident for the game this week than I was last time out even though we've had our home game shifted and and all that stuff because um and the ones coming in by the way are Anton Tohill and um so he's a he's a backman um Irish backman as well coming into their side sorry excuse me and uh, forward Jack Ginevan uh, coming in as well. So um, Tohu has come over a couple of years ago from um, Ireland and he's um, a big 200-centimetre backman and been impressing in the VFL apparently. And then Ginevan as well. Um, he was a rookie draft selection last year uh, from Bendigo. Uh, again, he's, he's kicked 11 goals in uh, three weeks and uh, given him made, made, made himself impossible not to pick, I guess, is how it's gone. And certainly a team in Collingwood's transitional period uh, with everything going on there. Um, that's kind of kind of what you do when you've got guys out because um, they've got um, Callum Brown out with shoulder. Josh Thomas is out with concussion. Um, Will Hoskin Elliott's still not back. And then uh, Chris Main um, is um, just getting a rest week, really, um, because he, he's, he rolled his ankle last week against Carton, apparently, according to the website, the uh, Collingwood website here, and he's just um, not quite up for it. So... Um, but yeah, I, I don't know what, it'd be interesting to see what other people think. Um, and you can tweet at us or whatever after you've listened to this tweet, Instagram, Facebook, whatever. Um, you know, let, let me know what you think about Collingwood because they're just a team at the moment that, um, I think that our best footy and certainly I'll get to how we're looking for tomorrow. And finally, there's some just incredible ins coming in, but, uh, Collingwood as a team, just when they get it together with the guys they've got there and the young talent and there's, you know, cause the young talent you've got, you know. There are, you know, they're just hungry, and then you've got these the aged heads there that can kind of, kind of add that class to it. And they're, I just look at that team and think they're a good enough team to give us trouble, but and give some teams trouble as they have in the last few weeks. But I just don't. But I think there's like that disconnect between the youth and and it's just not quite there yet. And they've and obviously transitional coach as Harvey is at the moment certainly doesn't help either. So they're just an interesting team to me at the moment because. Um, and then the, the whole circus in the sidelines as well with the fucking board stuff. And you got Eddie Maguire coming out today and saying, 
like, oh, geez, these guys are letting us down or whatever he's saying. You know, it's such a circus. Um, and I was just like, fuck, that's like, that's like Hitler coming out and saying, fuck, there's a war on. We should stop that. Like, fuck, Eddie, you're the entire reason for all this shit. So fucking just, he is the circus. And it's just ridiculous that because now he's not officially involved there anymore, he can come out and pot him in the media and just say, oh, God, this is embarrassing. And I'm like, you are the original, you fucking racist idiot. You're the original circus act here. So just shut up. So it's it's, a, it's that whole circus in the sidelines, I'm sure. I don't know how that manifests down to the playing group if they're just, they're just trying it and hopefully Harvey's doing a good job because um, even though I hate Collingwood, I just, it's, just, it's just beyond a joke, that stuff that's going on on the board level and all that stuff. So... Um, I assume Harvey just tries to keep them, you know, isolated from all that stuff. But they certainly would see the media stuff, and if they go on Instagram, they'll see the same post we all saw today with the quote from Eddie. And so, um, the absolute basket case. But as a team, still not a team that I, I'm not without some reserve to um, comfortably saying we'll beat them. Um, saying that, I do think we'll comfortably beat them tomorrow. I hope, and um, we'll get to get to our squad now. All right, it's a massive ins for our Port Adelaide boys this weekend. Um, as the headline says on the Port Adelaide website, young Tyro's return for Bokes Milestone. It is the three Amigos. It is the young guns. It is... Oh, what other... I'm trying to think other young people movie titles. But anyway, um, Butters, Dersmer and Rosie are back in this week. The three um, magic kids that we drafted back a couple of years ago. Um, as I said last week, you know, there was last week was the first time none of them had featured since they were drafted, and then the next week they all come back. Um, incredible result, particularly Butters, who we saw hobble off a couple of weeks ago, and um, the original diagnosis was a lot worse. Um, we thought we weren't going to see him until much before finals, but he's back um, this week, which is incredible. Um, Rosie had a week out with he's just been dealing with a bit of a knee issue, but before that, he you know he'd flown back into form after the. After the bye break, and then Dersma, we haven't seen since round four against Richmond, but um, he's been back. Well, we haven't seen AFL level. I should apologize to say that. He has been back in the uh, Sandful and um, had a good game last week, kicked a couple of goals and had a, a bag of disposals. And um, it certainly gives, you know, Butters and Rosie are coming back in straight off the injury. So that's a wonder. We'll see how they go. Dersma, there is, you've got to have some reasonable confidence. He actually is actually really ready to go. Uh, look, uh, all of them are ready to go if they've been picked. That's, I believe that. The professionalism of footy clubs these days, and certainly, I trust in our staff to make sure these guys are ready to go. Um, but Dozma certainly, there's that that extra um, extra um, comfort level in where he's at because he has actually played two games of proper senior footy, and uh, come through him um, all good to go. So he's coming back in. He's got a bit of footy under his belt. So hope you know he's he's just coming in back in from the sandful, and hopefully that gives him the confidence to just run into this game. And he's, he's coming in. He doesn't even have to worry about crowds. So it's kind of like he's, the Sandful has seen more crowds at the Sandful than he will tomorrow night. So um, I certainly, he's certainly one that uh, feeds off the energy, but I think um, he'll be raring to go just to be back at the AFL level. And certainly all three of them coming in, um, having come in uh, and learnt how to be professional so quickly under the likes of Travis Spoke. Um, they'll be incredibly stoked to probably be playing his 300th game and hopefully um, and they'll be wanting to make an impact as well. Um, obviously, with Butters, Dersmer and Rosie all coming in, that means that there's a few being omitted. Um, those names are Marty Frederick, uh, Jared Leanett, Sam Mays and Jed McKenty. Um, I believe that they're all in line as emergencies, um, so one of them will be the medical substitute this week. Um, I do... I, my, my feeling would be it would be Mays or Leanett. Um, I feel like Mays has certainly proven an incredible utility over the last few weeks and in, in, in his ability to be able to 
slot in and play a role where required when the um when when required as the medical sub as well as last week just being starting as well. Um, he's kicked important goals in the last uh, last few weeks and um yeah I just I just think um it'll be Matt and Lean it's probably a bit stiff to be dropped. He's been playing good footy but it's just that's, that's how it is when you've got uh, um three young players as talented as these guys and when um the squad um all these guys were out at the start of the year and unfortunately what will happen if these guys come back and play good footy. And the squad in general plays good footy is unfortunately these are the kind of guys that miss out and and that's a tough life of um AFL footy and but you need a squad to um, get through to the the big dance. So um, these guys are incredibly important, and certainly um, with the medical sub as a thing, it, it gives it, these guys the carrot to keep putting in the good performances and um, and put their name up. Because um, as we've seen, um, you know, with Mays against Sydney, the medical sub is incredibly um, important and can have a crucial role late in the game if needed. So. Um, yeah, I'd expect to be Lena or Mays. It'll be interesting to see which one it is. Um, Lena, certainly, again, like I said, he's probably a bit stiff to be dropped. So hopefully I'd love to see him as a sub, but Mays has certainly proven his worth as a sub. And, you know, McKenty came in and I think he only had a handball last week, but he was late on anyway. And, and Frederick has certainly um, shown out as a sub in, in recent times as well, certainly coming on for Farrell back in the Hawthorne game and kicking a pretty big goal straight away as well. So... A lot of talent there to pick from in the in the sub sub realm, but I, I would expect Maze will lean it, I think. Um, but who knows? I'm not a coach. Fuck. Um, I'll just be happy with whoever it is because they're all um, they're all good talented players and they will do the role. Um, but otherwise, yeah, it's um, it's good to see a team coming back looking fitter. Um, you know, it's been a shit of a season watching um, just everyone go down, and certainly last week when we looked at our forward line, it was just just a who's who of. Um, um, yeah, well, the who's who was who was missing, um, and it's uh, inc- it's great to see Rosie and Butters uh, listed in you know listed in the forward line again. Um, Dersmer on the wing, um, Amo- and just it's just fun to see those names, especially the likes of Dersmer, who um, you know we haven't seen since round four. It's a long time for a player of his popularity and ilk um, to miss footy, and uh, it's great to see that he's been able to get through these sample games in the last couple of weeks, and his energy and just his run and his passion. And um, his skills will be. We have sorely missed the likes of these guys um, in these games where it's been tough. Um, so these guys will be incredibly important in the run in, and certainly tomorrow night um, gives them a good opportunity to get back in, get get their feet wet, and um, and get back in without, you know. And, and look, I think Collingwood games come with an inherent pressure because it's Collingwood, and and there's certainly a rivalry beyond um, footy with Collingwood uh, and a deep-seated kind of hatred, really. And I don't like using hatred lightly, but fuck them. It's Collingwood. Um, they're a bunch of cunts when it comes to um, every <laughs> when it comes to us and our history, so fuck them. Um, so th- there's a lot of things. There's a lot of things on the line whenever you come up against Collingwood, but certainly tomorrow night with how the teams are, um, respective fortunes are shaping out currently. Um, I'd expect um, these, these guys to come in and just play a role and play a role in a comfortable win. I just can't see, I think after last time, um, look, last time was incredibly weird against Collingwood. Um, that first quarter was fucking horrible and Collingwood, you know, I think they almost surprised themselves to get out to a 26-point lead. They, they, they were playing footy and they went, holy shit, we're out to a lead against these guys. What do we do? And then they, they shut up shop and didn't realize that they need to keep probably doing what they were doing and they kind of gave us a sniff and we were able to come back and get back into the game. And um, even though late on, um, we almost let it slip again. We got the job done, and and that was that, and that was just woeful footy from us for a fair bit of the game, but we still got the job done. So it, it begs the question of what happens when we play good footy against this Collingwood team. 
um, if we can get that good footy game going, uh, how much we can win by. I think this is the kind of game that um, I think just a comfortable five goal win. I don't I don't see it being a, an absolute hammering. Though I'd be fucking happy with it because it's Col- again it's Collingwood and they've we've had our boat three hundred ripped away from us from home. We can't celebrate with them. So the next best thing would be to see us absolutely smash them on a Friday night footy. But um, I just think we're still kind of figuring out how to properly play a four-quarter game. Um, certainly last week we started horribly and we luckily just lent on the defense and being able to just hold off the siege and be able to get the job done. But um, So there is things, there is imperfections in our game plan how we get through a four-quarter game that are an issue and I don't expect them to be fixed straight away. So, um, you know, kicking five goals to two every quarter just isn't going to happen again. <laughs> you know, like we're not going to kick 20 goals to eight or something like that. Um, tomorrow night again though knock on wood I am wrong and that happens but uh, I just don't see it I just don't quite see our team quite there yet and I think Collingwood are kind of a team they're just they're stubborn enough to hang around a little bit here and there and and whether we'll, we'll get that kind of we've had that thing this year where we've had um you know kangaroos earlier in the year Essendon a few other games St Kilda Frio etc um, not St Kilda last week but St Kilda at home back on Anzac Day um, we've had weeks where we we get a run on a six, seven goals in a row, Hawthorne as well. And we and that's where we build the win off of. And then we, we kind of let the foot off the gas. The teams come back into it. Frio got it back within, they had a chance to get it back within three goals at one point, but then we kicked away again. And so that's just kind of been a lot of our footy this year. And and a lot of those games have been missing, like Sadersma and Butters and stuff. So they're, they're, it will be interesting to see how, see how, when we start getting these guys back, how that kind of solidifies our squad and our game plan and everything. And if we do start finding a little bit more resilience in being able to stop those kind of leaky runs happening against us. But this week is kind of the start towards that journey, to me, I feel. So um, I just don't quite see, it, see us being there yet. But um, I think we've got enough enough in the tank and enough. Uh, and certainly there's such a celebratory um, a- a- aspect towards this Boke 300. And again, I will talk about Boke more. Uh, this is the preview and I will t- I'm leaving talking about him um uh, to his own po- his own little um, episode that I'll do after this because uh, that that he's worth that. So, um, but I think you know with the fact that it is Boke's three hundredth game, there's a lot on the line. There's a lot on the line for these guys. Yes, uh, milestone games happen all the time um, in different rounds. It's fifty games, hundred games, hundred fifty games, two hundred, whatever. Um, it doesn't automatically guarantee you a win. But I think with the level of talent in this squad, and particularly the level of respect for Boke as an individual. Um, there's just a lot going on and just I think it's just but everything's kind of coming together a little bit at the moment finally after a lot of weeks where it just felt like it was falling apart. Um, certainly last week, I think the win against St. Kilda was just an incredible... I have said in the review, it's my favourite win of the year so far with just what it... kind of the the uh, things that were running against us leading into the week with the injuries and everything and, um, you know, we've still got a lot of guys out at the moment but we've got uh, three big ones coming back in. I just think we've, we found out a lot about ourselves last week and how we can win gritty... Um, and we've got to not always do that. We've got to start winning class and get back to some of those big classy wins we had earlier in the year, but um, we're still missing a few of the pieces of those wins. So I think we're somewhere in between at the moment and um, a nice 30 to 36-point win tomorrow night would just do nicely um, and just um, just just dominate without, you know, I don't think we can, I don't think we're quite at a level where we can dominate and put on a 100-point win like the Bulldogs have done at times this year, but... Um, particularly with Collingwood, I just don't think that'll happen. But I think it's just nice, you know, five or six goal win will just be a good way to celebrate Friday Night Footy, um, celebrate Boke 300 and just get the job done and keep this season just rolling, ticking along nicely. There's a lot of unknowns uh, over the next few weeks with how COVID and SA is happening and 
Um, we might have to accept the fact that we may not see a home port game for a little while, and that's just that's sad to say, but um, just where we're at at the moment, we're literally in lockdown with a state that doesn't want to doesn't want to make any concessions for AFL, so that's just what we've got to deal with. So, um, but we can do what we can, supporting from afar, and certainly the lads um, showed last year that. Um, Travel and COVID and having to play games away weren't um, weren't factors in in being excuses. They are actually things we that lit a fire under the asses, and they can certainly be a thing tomorrow night again. So let's just get the job done. Um, keep being a flat track bully, as I say. It's become a bit of a <laughs> motto this year because of the way the media has talked about us. But I'm um, certainly I'd be more than happy to flat track bully the fuck out of Collingwood and get um, another big win tomorrow night. So, can the pair. Let's fucking go. Boke three hundred hashtag. Fuck it, beers, let's go. Good luck in lockdown, um, etc. All right, I'm out. Cheers.